0: The Rooted Cash Podcast is brought to you by 4.0 Schools. 4.0 invests in community-centered models of education, providing coaching, curriculum, and cash to those with the imagination to envision more equitable ways to learn. To learn more about their work, head over to 4.0.org. And now, without further ado, let's get started with the Rooted Cash Podcast.
1: Hello, it is DJ Bio of the Real Cash Podcast. On this episode, today we will be interviewing Denzel Caldwell from the National Economic Justice Alliance, or NEJA. In our interview, Denzel gives us more insight on the myths surrounding poverty and the history of universal-based income. Listen to an organizer on the ground fighting for a guaranteed income right now in Nashville, Tennessee. I hope that you, the audience, truly hear what he has to say about economic justice. Enjoy.
2: So my name is Denzel Caldwell. I am a co-founder and one of the organizers for Nashville Economic Justice Alliance, or NEJA. We are fighting for guaranteed income, right? Part of that means that we are challenging certain narratives around poverty, like because there's a large myth that's around poverty that people's uh, condition, whether they're poor or wealthy, uh, there's this myth that that's associated with their character, right? So, oh, if somebody's poor, they must be doing something bad in their life. And, oh, if somebody's wealthy, that means they're a great person, when that's not true historically or you know, logistically. And so we're fighting for a world where we believe people should not have to be attached to a job or something like that in order to meet their basic needs. When you're trying to transform society, they're going to be against it, whether it's because they don't believe it, whether it's because they're comfortable with how things are, or whether it's because they've been misguided. Those, those are all things that, that you'll run into as an organizer when you're dealing with a, a certain issue that you're trying to address. Yeah, you're going to run into people who, who, who will oppose you for different reasons.
1: Like, people will always have a disconnect on how they see things and realistically like you're always going to have somebody like, ah, this is fine, while some people will say it's bad. In your opinion, what
2: causes this disconnect though? First thing that comes to mind are, again, like social norms and beliefs around poverty, right? Um, I know oftentimes we talk about people who actively oppose for different reasons. But indifference is also a reason as well. Like you have people who, you know, they, they're just here. And they just move in the world a certain way and they don't think about these things or connect these dots. They just they're like, huh. so I would say I would definitely say those three things. I would definitely say, you know, people who are moving out of self-interest, people who are moving out of uh, myths about people um, in poverty. In this case, since we're talking about the guaranteed income and people who are different.
0: Uh, one of the well, uh, significant things, actually, about the Root of Cash Transfer Pilot is the fact that they're giving the money to us and we are high school students. And I feel like this type of thing on this scale, right, would get people's attention. It would pe- make people think to themselves like, what, they're giving kids money? Why would they do that? And then they just bring it on you just like, this is exactly how uh, universal basic income works. Part of the reason why universal basic income has become so hard to implement is because the people who need it are uneducated on what it is. Some of the people who need it, they don't even know that it exists. They don't know that such a concept could even be there. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you was how do you feel education actually impacts the implementation of universal basic income? That's a great
2: question. It is a foundational and one of the most critical components to organizing the masses towards getting a universal basic income, or in this case, from um, Leisure's end, a guaranteed basic income. Um, uh, Not too long after we started, we actually went, uh, hosted these public education sessions at, at a church, local church, and we invited public members or members of the community to come. And we talked about, hey, this is this concept. What, how would you feel if you got X amount of money per month? No questions asked, right? And that was it, you know? And people were just like, whoa, like, this is a thing? How, how like, wh- what is this? What is this? We broke down what it is. We talked about the people that are already doing work to make this happen, not only nationally, but also internationally, and we also talked about, you also put it in a historical context, right? Because what a lot of people don't know is that there's a thing called the earned income tax credit, you know, around tax season. When you work and you get some money back for uh, taxes if you paid your taxes. What a lot of people don't know is that back in the 70s, there were organizations, for particularly one called the Welfare Rights Organization, which are predominantly Black working class women who were actually fighting for a guaranteed income. What resulted, the compromise, the watered down compromise that resulted from that was the earned income tax credit, right? Um, It was actually supposed to be a guaranteed income. um, And that guaranteed income was actually one of the proposals in a uh, document called the Freedom Budget that was co-signed by Dr. King. Yeah, like I say all that to say, education is important because not only are they aware, made aware of the project or the concept, but they're also able to see hey, like this isn't a new idea. This is something that people have been fighting for, people like me who have been fighting for, for generations, right? And that history is intentionally being disregarded because then we'll start to think, okay, getting my basic needs met isn't a luxury. It should be
0: a right, a human right. Hats off to you. I hope that you succeed in every endeavor that you possibly put yourself in. That is amazing. Thank you so much.
1: Same to you. You said that the problem is that a lot of people aren't educated on the situation and that a lot of people need to know the situation. And I was wondering, like, what are goals that are in place in order to help further educate people? Like, not even just like in the now, but also in the future to get that information further out to where it's a thing that a lot more people are trying to push forward to where it has to be addressed again. Yeah, no,
2: I appreciate that question. Not only do you have to educate people, you also have to, like, organize them as well. Giving people not only the education, but the vehicle to actually change their material conditions, right? So it's important to connect them to the or any other organization that's trying to fight for a guaranteed income after or while they're being educated. So finding and finding multiple ways to do that, whether it's through Zoom, through social media accounts, whether it's through talking to friends or family about it, because that's organizing too, right? I think a lot of times we talk about activism Even organizing, there's this lofty idea of, oh, I'm talking to the masses. This is great. No, organizing is also talking to your friends and talking to your family members and challenging them to think about ideas about poverty, ideas about a guaranteed income, about people's ability and right to live with dignity and not have to subject themselves to being exploited by people who have more resources in order to have a basic, fundamentally safe and secure life. We're living in a situation where COVID is destroying the fabric of everything as we know it. And the reality is, is that, and it's peeling back a lot of lies that we've been told prior to this, right? We don't have a great healthcare system. We have a healthcare business, an industry, right? Where, you know, your ability to access adequate healthcare is based on a dollar. And the reality is, is people need things that are created to address their basic needs, their fundamental needs, whether it's food, water, housing, transportation, healthcare, healthy environments. Right. And so th- those are the things that are that are most important, of course, using different avenues that people already use, but also encouraging people to connect the dots between their experiences and their needs to something like a guaranteed income.
1: Thank you for sharing that. And honestly, like near the end, you start mentioning like the housing and all that. It just spoke to me because I remember sitting down like two last year or two years ago, and we did a project on this in Louisiana where housing is astronomically high, barely able to be afforded. And most people here just can't even afford to live I remember sitting down, reading about it, doing the math on how much money would be needed to just get to work right now, not even in the future, just right now. And it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars that need to be shipped back out into the communities that are trying to buy these homes. And so sitting here and listening to you being like, this is the problem everywhere, just makes it even more apparent to me that this is something that we need to care about, that we need to actively work towards, because it's not just a Louisiana player room. It's not just a this place this region problem it's the entire problem with capitalism as we have it
2: the guaranteed income is the first step to to a larger restructuring uh, of society right because one of the things like and, and just speaking from a um, perspective of an economist if you're able to put the guaranteed income out there regardless of the amount that you have right if you don't also address some of the ways in which corporations, uh, housing agencies, banks find ways to render the guaranteed income useless by adjusting prices, then you don't address the problem. You're putting a Band-Aid on cancer. And so one of the things that are also that we do in Niger as well and in other places is to get people to even with the guaranteed income to think about it in a larger context, right? We should live in a society where housing should be a right. We're talking about basic needs. And so the, the hope, especially coming from those of us in Nigeria, is that in addition to getting a guaranteed income, it pushes people to think about how resources are shared and ordered in this society. And again, the
0: guaranteed income is just phase phase one, I would say. I just want to thank you for really opening my eyes on, like, how these systems actually work. We don't need to just find temporary solutions to a problem that's just going to get worse along the line. We need to fix this problem.
2: What y'all are doing is really really dope. Um, I think that one of the biggest things that is going to help y'all to drive forward and and reach the highest heights um, is constantly asking the question, why? Why is it that? We live in a world where one person who puts on their pants the same way as someone else lives on the street while someone else lives like royalty why is it that poverty exists why is it that we believe that people's moral character is attached to their wallets i think the biggest uh, piece of advice that i could give to y'all is like constantly asking why will push y'all to uncover the root of the problem and to address the problem more than anything else And then beyond that, I would definitely say to constantly, constantly study when you can and get to the root of things. And don't just accept an answer
0: just because someone told you.
2: Investigate.
0: I really appreciate that. I will be thinking about that for the rest of my life. Thank you so much.